This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome in to Moneyline on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. It's your man, Jerry Bonos, with a Z, and I'm in studio with the statistician, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5 was where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Happy Sunday, my man. Happier it will be in the next upcoming, what, 30 days? We're talking about it. 35 days until we have actual football. Our Sundays are going to be crazy. Uh, it's a change of pace of what we do here. Right now, we're getting you built up today. We're even going to get into actual divisions because... The time is running out. We used to build it up to where it was two divisions a week, about a month out, and then we would get everyone, you know, on pay on the same page with new players, rookies, and whatnot. But we got a little bit of that going on through the show. Behind the glass, we got our man Tyler Scott, uh, Tyler Cito, aka at Tyler Drew Scotts, where you can find him on Twitter. Tyler, what's going on, my man? What's up, dudes? Man, thirty-five be- days, Jerry. Texans, Chiefs, thirty-five days. I can't believe it. it. Didn't seem it didn't seem realistic, right? I keep thinking to myself, I don't want to get myself too hyped, but at the same time, we're seeing the NFL is more and more confident. Are you confident that there's going to be an NFL season? The phone lines are open seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six at Moneyline ninety seven five is where you can find us on Twitter. Hit us up, tweet us. I mean, we're on Twitch as well during the commercial breaks. You'll also be able to interact with us. So if you want to shoot us any kind of questions, feel free to do that but if you think there's going to be a football season go ahead and give us a call and tell us why because as we look at baseball more and more games are getting postponed yeah it's a big concern and the nba just keeps rolling right they're doing it right mls got through there basically they're already to the finals i think there is no other option other than to have some kind of bubble and i'm not sure that the nfl's is ready to do that they're the plan to make a bubble in the next 35 days, they would have to go down. I mean, there's still training camps. Football is a little bit different than basketball. basketball. Again, basketball was finishing a season, right? Football, you're starting something completely new. You just let, Let's try this out. I'm not sure it can happen like that. I'm not, but we got some news about their testing, right? This gives me a lot of confidence. So basically, you were telling me before the show that they can do the testing on site. They don't even have to send it out, right? Point of care testing is what it's called. They don't have to um, send it out. They get results fairly quickly. Also, the NFL, you got to remember, they're not doing tests as in whenever you go get tested for COVID and you're doing through government things. They have a, a private agency that they're paying you know, good dollars to get the, the results quick as they can. It's the NFL. They need that. But... It's just a lot of people are saying that it's 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 a band-aid of what they're doing, like the jersey swap. After we sweat all game and we're on top of each other and, and fighting out here on this field, you know, on, on dogpiling and whatnot, yeah, we can't exchange these sweaty jerseys. At that point, it's just a band-aid of things, and that's what guys are scared of. Some are on the same page saying, yeah, we're going to go forward. We saw the final list now of guys that aren't going to play, but then we also saw fans go off on Tredavious White, for example, the backlash he was yeah. getting. 
like, what are we thinking as fans? These guys, yes, it's terrible if they don't go play uh, as as a fan. If if especially for Tre'Davious White, for example, if you're a Bills fan, you're thinking, wow, that's a that's a huge loss to this defense. Yeah, and this is the first time that they feel like they can win the division in a long time. They're like we got rid of Brady finally. This is our moment, and you want to play games. So it felt like almost is if it was forced. You know, and and it, I I feel like a lot of players might be in that predicament going forward, thinking, "Man, I don't, I don't want to be that guy." Or let's say in season, because right now they're talking about having it a basically a Tuesday to Sunday, I guess, experiment where the family man wouldn't even be able to be around his family much during the week. It's it's basically after that Sunday game, maybe go if you're in town, on if you're a home game, go hang out with the family somewhat. And then you basically got to start going to quarantine and, and doing these tests to make sure that you're you're safe going back to, to football operations. I just don't know how many guys are going to be able to do that. That's a big thing. To say. If you just had a kid, I mean, what are you doing? You're just going to say, hey, I'll see you, I'll see you in six months. That's what it's going to have to be. I mean, we saw it with what with the Marlins, right? What, they went out to a club in Florida, I think. I mean, that's what I would assume. Like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? People are going to have to be personally responsible for themselves. You know, I mean, you're going to have to hold your teammates accountable. This is a different year. When we left the show last Sunday – um, Cespedes from the Mets was MIA. Yeah, right. Now all of a sudden, it comes to find out that he was go- he was going to opt out, and now the TMZ gets hold of a video and he's salsa dancing two weeks ago. <laughs> of course, he was. Bro, one of the funniest things that I saw regarding that was there's I don't know if you follow the Twitter account Cespedes Family Barbecue. It's these, <laughs> so it's these two guys, and they're just like. I think they had a podcast at one point, and now they're, like, at the top of, like, MLB media. Like, they post a bunch of stuff about incoming players. Like, they know all the, like, all the minor league guys. Like, it's crazy. But anyway, so they called uh, his opt-out an Irish opt-out, like an Irish goodbye, because he just didn't say anything. (laughs) He just opted out. Didn't tell the team nothing, and that's it. That's I don't hilarious. know if you know what an Irish goodbye oh, oh, is. Oh, yeah. Just, Everybody has party. that friend, right? <laughs> you just don't say anything. You just deuce. That's it. Yeah. How, when's the last time you pulled? I've pulled some of those before. Oh, you're just yeah. like, man, I got to find my way out of here. These guys are about to. You know, whenever that extra bottle, you're already figuring like, all right, man, you're calculating the bottle. You're thinking, all right, there's only a few more swigs left. I mean, maybe a few more drinks. And then all of a sudden your friend pulls out a different type of alcohol. You're over here drinking whiskey and he comes out with this random tequila, you know, and it's already like 1245. Uh-huh. And you're thinking, this is bad timing. I got to get the hell out of here because this is bad news. You already know. And then the next day, you see that you made the right decision. You exited at the right time. There's no doubt about it. You know you're getting older when when you're drinking and you start doing math, right? Well, I had this many drinks and I have to be up in this many hours. Ooh. You know, and you start doing that math in your head. And you're like, oh, i got to be up at this time and it's this time. And that's, that's when you know it, it's starting to get on you a little bit that's bad news whenever you're doing that you have you have something to do then. yeah it's like me betting basketball whenever i'm already uh it's like six minutes left and i'm i'm praying for overtime I, I found myself this weekend i'm like man overtime and i'm thinking what am this bet has to be bad if there's seven minutes left in the game and i'm thinking man overtime would be nice <laughs> basketball i mean what do you guys think of uh the rockets what have you what have we learned i guess every week we're going to come in here and, and ask each other what have we learned has has your uh 
thought of them changed any in the last week. I'm encouraged. Don't get me wrong. I feel like a few of those games they won, they probably should have lost, right? I mean, but you'll take it. And, you know, Eric Gordon's still not back. And, you know, Westbrook has, has missed some time. But I'm, I'm encouraged, but I'm a little worried. Like the Dallas game, I didn't think they had any business winning that one. Either of them. I mean, when you're getting an offensive rebound to, to, to tip it back in or against the Bucks, a team like that, to, to blow it, literally, man, and I'm not even going to lie to y'all, I had the Bucks. Right, so on a, on a parlay, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet that so y'all can see how much it hurt. And I haven't even told nobody about it, and I'm sitting there watching the game. Finally, they go up by like eight points. I go outside to do something on the pool, and, and then I hear timeout, Rockets on a run, and and I go back inside, and it's like a one point game. I'm thinking, why, why did I mess up the the juju? You know what I mean? I'm so. Uh, superstitious you know sit in certain seats move around I, I said man i blew it and then you i mean the rest is history but i'm not sure how many times they can uh, it, it gives you a false sense of identity right because i don't I'm not sure how many times they can keep dodging this bullet once it gets down to the playoffs whenever these possessions get smaller and smaller that, that clock weighs a little heavier i'm not sure that they're going to keep doing this is it fun right now yeah but now they beat the Lakers, but was it a LeBron-less Lakers? Yeah, but then they say they didn't have Westbrook. That's why I was all over the Rockets. I looked at that game, and I thought about it, and I said, am I going to take a Lakers team that loses their floor general? I'm not sure that the Lakers have anyone else that can, that can I guess, do slow and speed the, the game up against a Rockets team. That's what you have to do when you play them. You have to dictate the pace because if you let the Rockets get out there and start gunning and whatnot, man, it just, it's just you're playing into their hands. So you have to be able to slow it down, stop it, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to teach you a little bit about live gambling. I know I do it a lot, live betting. I want to talk a little bit about it going forward. Where do we do that at? Man, we do it at my bookie, Jerry. I mean, that's the place to do it. Is it really happening, guys? Yes. The NBA is back. We are actually watching real basketball. And if you want to get Jerry's picks, the only place to go do that is at my bookie, guys. And, you know, get some action on the Rockets. You get some action on the Astros. Whatever you want to do. My bookie, it's simple, guys. You bet you win, you get paid. My bookie has over 150 different NBA bets to choose from. Is that good? Yeah, that's pretty good. You can take Hey, will this team have this record at this point in the season? You can bet that. You can do it all at mybookie.ag. And what's cool about it is you can do that live betting that Jerry's talking about. You're in the middle of the game. And if you don't like the way things are going, just pull out your cell phone. You can get in there and make your money back. That's the great thing about MyBookie, guys. And don't forget about the UFC, golf, MLB, soccer. They have thousands of lines and prop bets. Join today at MyBookie, and they will double your first deposit, guys. Not only will they match you dollar for dollar, but they're going to throw in a free $10 NBA future bet you just enter the promo code radio that's all you have to do guys get on my bookie pull out your phone go to mybookie.ag hit promo code radio you bet you win they pay mybookie.ag promo code radio do you ever wonder what espn 97.5 hosts talk about during the breaks well now we have your f- answer I don't, I don't know why you gotta do it with the ethics i gotta do is say your mouth just go to twitch.tv slash espn 97.5 for exclusive uncensored content can you hear him out there for me you're listening to money line on espn 97.5 and on espn 97.5.com live from the veritex community bank studios here's jerry bow and josh jordan 
Welcome back to Moneyline. The phone lines are open, 713-780-3776. You can call us. You can text us. You can tweet us at Moneyline97.5, or you can hang out with us on Twitch. During the commercial breaks, you can interact with us. We'll try to get to any questions you have. I got our man Chuck Chuck over there saying the Bloody Mary and mowing, and he's also the guy that brings out the second bottle. He said it with pride. If you want to get in on the show, go ahead and hit us up, 713-780-3776. We're trying not to make it a COVID radio um, but uh, we actually got sports now. So then we talked about a little bit about the Rockets. How about these uh, these Astros, man? I'm Oof. these late games are doing something to me. I I, I, I like all it. the extra innings are killing me. Man. It's just and then just and the losses too. Yes, yeah, it's 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 like okay, I stayed up. At least pay me back with something. But it it brings me to my next point, and I know you guys are big baseball guys. I, I wanted to know do you, do you think that because you know. Astros Twitter overreacts real fast, right? And and for a while there, it was like uh, those first few games. It was like, man, Dusty's a cool guy. After he, after you heard him try to you know do the curse word whenever his guys got into it, everyone was like, man, Team Dusty. And then Hinch, and all of a sudden Hinch was just a uh, you know just chopped liver, right? And then now all of a sudden that you see Dusty is vulnerable to making maybe some decisions or over over managing. Now all of a sudden I start thinking, didn't. Didn't we write off Hinch so fast all of a sudden saying Hinch was old school and Hinch is this? And, yes, I guess the last memory we have of Hinch is him overmanaging a game. Yes, at the biggest game. But as of where we're at right now, man, did you gain any confidence going forward of what you've seen from, from Dusty? I don't know about you, Tyler. I'm already done with Dusty. Yeah, the, uh, the his extra innings, honestly, I think – what turned most people against him is his extra innings management from those first couple of games that they went to extra innings where he's not butting the runner over. They're not playing small ball. And you think, Hey, you just bunt twice. That's a a run for you. Get a run on the board, get one run. And that's a walk off. Like you don't have to worry about anything else at that point. And then they go like three or four more extra innings past that. And now you're burning your bullpen. Your pitching management is trash. I mean, granted, he doesn't have a lot to work with. But it's just like, dude, it's like, can you not see what's going on here? Yes. It, I noticed it with the, the first Christian Javier start when they he got through five innings and then they brought him out again. And I was, I was like, what are they doing? You know, like, just that's a great start. Get him out of there. Let him feel good about it. And he ended up getting... He ended up doing okay. It didn't come to bite him, but I just thought like that's a strange choice right there. Uh, you know, going to you know Davinsky earlier in the year in, in odd places. You know, I'm just I'm not feeling great about Dusty, and I, I'm also wondering like why did they already extend his contract for next year? And, you know, I don't feel like they got a good feel for him as a manager before they they tacked on the next year. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. And that's what we're going to get here because with Hinch, in in not even just the last game, that's what's going to always stick out. Right, because it was just the implications, the World Series. I mean, we're always going to wonder what happens in that move if it would have gone different. I know I do. But he also was overmanaging in certain situations. You would catch him and you're thinking, man, Hinch, you're doing a little bit too much. But you trusted him 
I'm not sure I trust Dusty. I'm, I'm just being honest, and I don't want to overreact, but in extra innings, when you do the basic things, like you're saying, playing small ball, doing the basic things, and you as fans that know this team, and you're thinking, man, this doesn't seem right, Dusty. Like, I might know this team a little better than you. I'm not saying baseball. I am for sure don't know that, but this team right now, I don't think that's the right move, and I think that's what Astros fans are, are, are quickly realizing. Like, all right, let's pump the brakes here, man, because we have problems. I mean, you talk about the bullpen with eight rookies or something. Yeah. That's a, that's a, he's getting shorthanded for sure. He has little cards to play with, but you expect him to at least lose in a way that you're thinking, okay, they bunted him over. It just didn't happen, okay? We did the right things. It just didn't work out. But when you lose like that in an extra innings, and then it's just it's a bad taste in my mouth right now. And then I, I, I see JV coming out, Verlander. And, quote, not progressing as quickly as he'd like is what they're saying reports. And that's just – I just don't like that for a guy hitting his upper 30s, you know, working no. on that. No, that's a huge problem. I, I think that Chandler Rome article is going to turn out to be correct. I, I think it will probably be Tommy John. And I know you guys don't want to hear this, but I'm going to come out and say it. If it is Tommy John, you're not going to have Verlander next year either. I mean, th- this is – that, and that's the last year of his deal. And that's what I'm saying. You might not yeah. have him ever again. What if – what, just think about that right now, and I don't want to mess up your coffee or anything like that, and you're thinking, Jerry, why are you doing this in the morning? But just the thought of maybe not ever seeing Verlander in an Astros uniform again, that's a rough thought. And Osuna, that's going to be the case yeah. with him too. You know, if like, I think Osuna's done, or he's a free agent in 2022, but if he has Tommy John surgery for the second time, then... You're not going to see him at all. No. I mean, we've seen it with McCullers just now coming back. I mean, yeah. that's how long it takes to get back from that. And thank God Christian Javier looks like the real deal. Like, he might have like to be him. your new Justin Verlander. You know what I mean? That's a big deal. And back to the Dusty thing, it's, you know, bringing in guys like Cy Sneed when, you know, the game's on the line. Toby genie. Yeah. It, oh, my God. I mean, he was horrible. And the Toro. Thing, yeah. On the, <laughs> I mean, it's driving me crazy because – you know, it's funny. We, go check out our Facebook page at ESPN 97.5. It has all of our best content from Sports Map. We do a ton of videos about the Astros, Rockets, Texans, 165,000 followers. And it's a, good, it's a good place to put out opinions and find out what everybody thinks. And what everybody thinks is I'll put something about Jordan Alvarez coming back and how that'll help the offense. And then they'll be like, yeah, but can he pitch? You know, can, can he be a bullpen guy? But here's the thing I want to counter to that, guys. You know, you lost to the A's yesterday, three to one. The game before that, you lost three to two. The game before that, you lost to the Diamondbacks, five to four. I mean, is that really the bullpen's fault? I mean, if you give up three or four runs in a baseball game, like, can you really blame that on the bullpen? No, you, you got to hit better. And they were, they came out, they started off hitting really well. I think it's just, man, I hate when they play the A's. It always seems like it's those type of games with them, and it just. They can't have this inconsistency. Like, the bats have to be there because the inconsistency with the pitching, we have to deal with that. Ryan Presley, that. my God. But but the bats, you expect if, if one of your pitchers goes out there and gives you six innings, maybe two runs, you're yeah. thinking, this has to be a, a win, right? Yeah, you're happy with quality starts at that point. And, a, like, another thing with the Dusty Baker thing, I mean, the last time he coached was 2017. Granted, those – Last four years that he like he was with the Reds, and there was even a three-year break in between the Reds and the Nationals. He won 90 games, like those last four years that he coached, 12, 13, 16, and 17, but he's been off for three years. Like, 
what has he been doing that makes you think that he's still a viable manager in the MLB? There, nothing. It's and, his name. Yeah, it, it's, that's exactly what well, we see this in the NFL all the time, right? They rehire guys that are failures before yeah. they give a new guy an opportunity. Buck Showalter is a guy that comes to mind. Yes. I mean, it, it happens all the time. It's like anywhere you work in the in, on planet Earth. People are more likely to hire somebody that has experience at failing at that job before giving somebody an opportunity to, to prove that they can do it. it. It's ridiculous, but we see it in, in, in every possible way such is life yeah that's in everything you see and then it, it just sucks that again not by any means that jerry bow josh jordan tyler scott no more baseball than dusty baker don't think i'm being ignorant on that aspect but i'm saying as far as with this team some of the little moves that you're seeing and you're thinking man i don't think that he knows this team well enough and he's putting us in predicaments that you hate to see and i think it just hurts a little bit more when it's in these extra innings and you're just it's just early in the season, extra innings. I think it's all piling up, and I hate it that it happens like this because outside of this city, everyone's thinking, karma. Yeah. yeah. And it's thinking, man, this is just baseball. It just, it just happened this way, okay? Dude, I, I just, uh, going to the karma thing, I just retweeted that stupid asterisk tour. Mm-hmm. He, like, he's piling on Altuve because he had a horrible day fielding. He's batting, what, 177, whatever it is. Yep. And every single reply is just, oh, karma, you hate to see it, or you love to see it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what, like, what, how do you get joy out of this? Like, this doesn't do anything for anybody. They love it. I brought this up the other day. I was telling my wife, and tell me I'm wrong about this. There are more people that hate the Astros and want to see them just get, have the worst season ever than there are actual baseball fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like th- there are more people that hate the Astros that don't even watch baseball. Just, you know, wrap your mind around that. And and that's just the way it's going to be going forward. That's I didn't mind the aspect as far as let's start the season. These fans are going to be going at him because I, I, for a minute there, I started thinking, man, this team, they might embrace it. Like, you know what? Bring it. You finally saw Correa bite back on that yeah. thing and say, man, if you weren't there, you don't know. Sh- shut up. Imagine if off the, off that, he's, he's probably cussing, like saying, come get some, you know, I think that they were going to thrive under that. Maybe, maybe it, it, it's, if, if you're going to paint them to be the dark empire, then, then you play that part. You know, I just, we were going to start the season on time without Verlander anyways. Remember that. Yeah. We just got lucky that it was pushed back, and then we thought, man, this this played into our favor. Now, all of a sudden, we're starting the season. I just don't like it going forward. Like I, I have a strong, strong suspicion that that news by Chandler Rome is going to be exactly what it is. It just it is. He's not running with that, and the Chronicle is not printing that if they don't have two good sources. It's just like they're, they're more thinking, man, why would you have to go do it like that? You know, we could have we could have broke the news a little bit more lightly. You have your manager. You don't really see that manager up there having an answer. Dusty's having an answer about that Verlander moment after the game, and you have Verlander tweeting shortly after saying, hey, it's not what it is. We talked about that last week. They do that for leverage. You don't want every team in MLB to know Verlander's out for the year or even maybe next year. If you're trying to make a trade, they have the leverage that they know you need to make a deal. So you don't want to get that out there. And I, I saw this from uh, – it was actually a former major league exec. And they're like, you handle this like you handle like uh, flights being delayed. 
you, you know it's going to be an hour, but you tell everybody it's going to be 30 minutes. And then again, after 30 minutes, they tell you it's going to be an hour. And then by the time they're done delaying you, you're staying at the Holiday Inn Express that night. Like that, that's, how, that's how they handle these things. I'm going to tell you how I handle the mask situation right now because that's something that we're all dealing with, the changing of masks, having to wear them. I don't know one likes to wear them, but we have to right now, right? And if you have to wear something, you might as well make it something that offers you comfort and protection. Let me tell you about the Boomer Naturals, three-layer comfortable and highly breathable mask. And I'm not just saying that because I speak for them. I, I, I'm telling you right now, I, I was wearing it earlier. It's just a different type of mask. It's lightweight. It's comfortable. And not only that, though, but, I mean, I, I don't know if the mask that I was using was bootleg remember i told you it came in three months later from overseas i'm not sure if it was protecting me what does these have nano silver technology you ask yourself what is that so it's it's a technology it basically it stops particles from being able to get inside you know make contact with you from you uh, and i guess inhaling them right so what happens here is you can you, the nano silver blocks them and you uh it's 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 just a different way to do things rather than the way the disposables because the disposables man that's what i'm using you see Every time I come in here, I throw one away. I think I went through probably 50 of them in in two weeks. You know, every time I went to the store, I throw it away. These, you can wash them. You can reuse them. They come in all sizes for kids. If you don't want to use the, uh, the, the traditional mask, they have the net gaiters. I have a lot of guys that do, like, uh, manual labor. You know how hard it is to do manual labor in your job and keep having to pull off the mask and pull it back on? If you use that net gaiter, it's basically that thing that goes over your neck. You pull it up. I got a lot of friends already that went and got some at Boomer Naturals because they said, hey, it's easier for me. I can't use the traditional mask. I like this. And if you go over there to BoomerNaturals.com right now, use promo code Jerry, you can save 20%. That's promo code Jerry at BoomerNaturals.com, and you get free shipping and handling when you spend at least $50. You can't beat that. A reusable mask, it gives you better protection, and they also have the net gaiters in case you don't like their traditional mask going over your ears. Go ahead. Go over to BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code Jerry. Can I answer that? To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. ACA could be tweaked, reformed, or repealed in the future. But for now, employers must comply. Visit HRP.net for help. This is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. Let's go right to the Twitch feed, right? Uh, we have a bunch of engagement going on, and a lot of it revolves around this Verlander news that we're, uh, we're talking about right now, and and hopefully trying to get a sense of direction of where the Astros are going to go. If you want to get in on this conversation, 713-780-3776. If you want to talk anything about Dusty Baker, your thoughts. Are you impressed with him? Are you not? What are your thoughts as far as the extra innings rules? Because it was made to shorten and thought of shortening the game. But I'm not sure if it's, it's shortening anything. No. It's, uh, it's extending games some. And I'm not sure teams are using it. Pro- we, we spoke about the small ball aspect. If, if I was managing, I would bunt right away. I, yes, and it, analytics and, and, and statistics tell you in certain situations, yeah, you got especially if it's a good hitter. But it also tells you if you just get that man to third, all you need is that sack fly. Yes, it's it's, yes. it's common sense. You just don't see it though. It, you wonder if they're going to adjust here after a while. And we got to get rid of this extra innings rule. It's just it's not working. That's the whole point is to speed up games. And it, 
at least watching the Astros, I don't feel like it's working. RBT also says he's not excited about this year. Short year, 16-team 16 uh, 16 playoff. Chuck D agrees. Doesn't like the 16-team playoff. It's, it's You know MLB's got to get their money, though. It's expanded, so... The, MLB likes it. You're right. They're going to make more money. But as an Astros fan, guys, you got to admit the expanded playoffs looks pretty good right now since, you know, Astros are, are struggling to, you know, do better than the A's right now. So you might like this expanded playoff when, you know, if they don't happen to win the division, it's not looking great. It might end up being a good thing. And football, let's not forget the extended, uh, expanded playoff format there. That's going to get taken used to. Yeah. Wild card weekend is not going to be the same anymore. The way um, that extra team, I, I liked it the way it was. Making the playoffs was, it's it's tough. I mean, every year it's tough. Your team fights. Now that you, not that it takes the shine off of it at all. You still made the playoffs, but I just didn't like uh, the fact that they're just throwing extra teams in there. I just don't like that. And MLB, I hope they don't get used to this and say, you know what, this it's worked. Let's just keep doing this going forward. And they might. Look, they need money. MLB is not like the NFL. Like, NFL is king, man. They are printing money. And if they would have had that new rule with more playoff teams last year, the teams that would have got in were the Rams and the Steelers, and Jerry's a big Steelers fan. If you listen to the show, you know the Steelers didn't deserve to be in the playoffs last year. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, no. I mean, they didn't have Roethlisberger. They were Duck not Hodges good. out there. Yes. I mean, your quarterback's name was Duck. That, that should tell you everything you need to know. And the Rams, we know that, boy, have they fallen from grace since that Super Bowl. Now, let's get over to the NFL as far as, okay, the opting out. And we know that that, that, that frame or that time frame is, is done. But now... The guys that opt out, some okay. In in real life, people are saying that that some people are taking advantage of the unemployment. For example, saying, "Man, I'm they're getting that extra six hundred. They don't want to go back to work." Yep. When well, football life, there's some guys that are on the rosters of now, but you don't necessarily make the cut. Okay, so what if X guy in his head knows I'm probably not going to make the NFL team the final cut? If I opt out now, I can take a piece of that 150 to 350 thousand that they're giving to players that opt out because I am still considered part of an NFL team. This is leaving a gray area because say they do take that by law, say the next year they don't make the squad, they are entitled they have to pay that back that money's not paid. but but will they that's what's interesting about this right like you're basically just borrowing that money for next year <laughs> that's bad but if, if you know you're not going to make a team next year then maybe opt out is the nfl really going to go door to door and get that money back and, and that's just a sticky situation they're hitting you up you've already spent that money imagine if you you, you you're on the cuffs of making an nfl team all of a sudden you have a quarter million dollars in your account I mean, you're balling out. You're buying. You're buying your house. Whatever it is that you're doing, by the time they come around and you don't make that roster next year, hopefully you do. But if you don't, where's that money going to come from? The Roger NFL? Goodell's going to be in your living room repossessing your television. Yeah. <laughs> is that going to happen? That's exact. Someone's going to have to come collect. Someone. They're going to be knocking <laughs> kneecaps out. I, I, I read this and I said, what kind of a circus is this? They can't allow this. Legalities have to be. They cannot allow these guys that are on the cuffs of probably getting cut. They just have a, the, the, the team apparel. You know, they're just an extra body right now. Yes. They're like, man, I know I'm not making it. I'm just, I was trying to make practice squad. I don't even think I'll make that. And all of a sudden, now they're going to get 
150 to 350,000. We have to be careful with this. That's when they text you and you just hit them back with the who this? Who this? New phone. Who this? <laughs> New phone. But yeah, I thought that was interesting, man. And again, these are things that we're not planning for and we're going to learn as we go. Little things like, man, that's the last thing we were thinking of. Someone taking advantage of this. And we're seeing it in life right now. We have a couple people out there saying, man, I'm not going back to work. That extra 600. And now I'm seeing that, that, that uh, President Trump extended it again. There's going to be more unemployment benefits uh, coming. Uh, not to get into that, all that, but uh, again, people are going to sit at home and say, hey, man, I don't have to. The same thing with these players. Why am I even going to take the chance of getting cut while I'm going to make for sure money? I'm not going to pay that back. They probably talk to their lawyers, some agents, like mm, there's going to be some great win. They're not going to come get you. No. It, it, everybody, they're going to take advantage. Like remember when you were in, in high school or whatever and there'd be a, a snow day or a flood day and halfway through the day maybe the weather's not so bad and you see everybody, they're out at the movies. You know what I mean? Like, people are going to take advantage of stuff. It's just human nature. Let me tell you who else is taking advantage of things. And I guess seeing the way people react, like, what, how is the team going to react if Tom Brady or, or ex, the star quarterback Watson gets COVID or something? How does the team react? I guess you have to test that. But you can't make this kind of stuff up. Who would you think would test it first in the NFL? The Raiders. So what do the Raiders do? Reports are out that the Raiders as a team logged, on to, uh, logged into a Zoom call. And all of a sudden, they broke the news that Coach John Gruden had COVID to see how the players reacted. No, he doesn't have COVID. It was just like, hey, just to see that reaction. Uh, it's a, What are you doing? I mean, yes, I guess you want to test it in, in, in a certain way to see if players are going to re- – I mean, but what would you think, that they were going to start praying, crying, uh, fight? What was the point of this other than just doing a Raider type thing? I, I don't get it. I mean, is it to make guys take it more seriously? But – how does that work? Because then you find out it was all BS anyway. I, I kept, when I read that article, I, was, I, was, I kept hearing Gruden breaking the news, like just putting his head down, like, <laughs> I got that COVID. You know, and it's like, what do you even say? Do you have to give him compassion, empathy? You know, like, I am sorry, coach. You know, what if you don't even like him? You're thinking, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you think Texans fans, if they hear O'Brien has COVID, you know? <laughs> that's one you can't play with. That's yeah. one you can't play with because then you're going to see real reactions. You're going to see high fives maybe. <laughs> no, and it's nothing to play with, okay? We're no. just joking around here. No one whisk, uh, maybe maybe something else, maybe, but not COVID. Yeah, maybe but, a hangnail or something like that. No, nothing serious. Now, sticking to the same team, all of a sudden, Derek Carr feels like he's being disrespected. He's coming Good. out. <laughs> Through all this, I guess now he feels like it's 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 his moment, and he's been talking about that last season. And I'm not a I'm not a big Derek Carr guy. Are you? No, he's. We've seen enough of him, man. He he's he's not a quality quarterback. Do you think that what's the over under, or, or or if you had to set the odds that Mariota ends up taking the starting job, do you think he does, or at least gets a shot at it? I know that you know Mike Mayock liked Mariota when he came out. You know, remember he was the draft evaluator for NFL Network and. So I know he liked him when he came out. Now he's the GM of the Raiders. So I, I see why they went and got him. But as a Texans fan, we've seen enough of Mariota to know that he's just, you know, he's a backup level NFL quarterback. I, I think Carr's slightly better than him. He was asked on a video conference call with the Bay Area News Group if he was going to opt out. And quote, I did not even, ha- I mean, he didn't even think about it. 
I have a lot to prove to myself. I have a lot to prove to my organization. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm tired of being disrespected. So there was no question I was going to play this year. Isn't there like audio or video of him crying on the field or something like that? Yes, there is. <laughs> I guess there's still hopes that he can go back to that, I guess, we'll call it MVP type caliber season, believe 2016. Yeah. He's coming out and saying that last year he felt he was better. Because he had a, like a better passer rating, but you, when you say better, it's got to be those touchdown numbers and less interceptions, which he had both and less of uh, in the opposite way. Josh Jacobs, you know, he actually had a running back that defenses had to respect. Seventeen and thirty as a Raiders starter. Some would say that's not his fault. I, I've seen enough, and, yeah. and and there's a lot of people that push for Carr. There, are, there is. I mean, there's a lot of people that say that he's a serviceable quarterback. He is. I just don't think he's enough to, to trust. No. It, he started off looking like he could really play, but, you know, he's fallen off over the last few years. He just doesn't take any chances, Jerry. He won't push the ball down the field. You know, and they, they drafted Henry Ruggs, you know, who ran like a 4-2. And from reports, they're going to use him a lot out of the slot this year. So I'm just – I'd like to see Carr push the ball down the field more. And it's not like he's had a ton of talent around him either. It is the Raiders, but – I don't think this is going to be the year where he takes a step forward. I think he kind of is what he is, and they'll end up drafting another quarterback pretty soon. Someone not taking a step forward, maybe not even taking a step on any team. Darius Geis arrested for domestic violence. Now when you read into the charges, the word strangulation comes into play. When you start touching those kind of words and charges, that's trouble. And now I didn't really – Point, paint the picture and how it went, but if it, it, it comes out that Del Rio now, his coach in Washington, they had wrote him off the board in Carolina because he had previous problems and they didn't want anything to do with him. So that's why the news came out so quick. I saw Darius Geis was cutting. I think, yes, of course, it's, it's domestic violence and obviously they had some kind of information justified, but I was thinking, man, that was quick. That's why, though, I hear that they already had X's against him. They already knew he had a pass, and they said in Carolina they had, they wanted nothing to do with him on their draft board. They had X's on his through his name saying, stay away from him. As soon as they heard the news, they were thinking, man, we were right. And let's face it, Washington, with this offseason and the name change, they don't want any more bad PR. And we're starting to see the, these LSU running backs are not really, you know, Geis is not panning out. Leonard Fournette, we've seen some issues with him. You know, some of these LSU guys doesn't turn out that – you know, they got a, their stuff together off the field. Speaking of Fournette, let's get into our AFC South preview. We're going to do it from a gambling standpoint and from a fantasy standpoint because we're running out of time. It's about a month left till the season starts. Yes. We got to get these previews in. We got to get you ready for football here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. I'm on a mile a minute. I go a mile a minute. You want to play violent? Let's get it. Yeah. Take me back. This is Heisman Trophy winner Troy Smith. And you're listening to ESPN 97.5. Go Bucks. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe. And Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. The phone lines are open. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. At Josh Jordan975 at Jerry Bow Knows with a Z. We're trying to get you ready for what is hopefully going to be a football season on the horizon. We're within about a month, let's call it. So we have X amount of time to get all these divisions out. So why not start it with the AFC South and why not 
with the very hometown team of the Texans. How do you feel from a fantasy perspective first, and then we'll get into the gambling aspect? Man, uh, I think with the Texans, your, your first question is going to be about you know David Johnson from a fantasy perspective. If we look at last season, through his first four games, I believe David Johnson was like the number eight overall running back in fantasy football last year over the first quarter of the season. So before he got hurt, he was a productive fantasy player. So you wonder, will we see some of that from him in the Texans' offense? I just worry about him getting dinged up. I worry about, and this is for everybody across the board, anybody that is switching teams, anybody that's a rookie, I am I'm devaluing them a little bit this year because no offseason, really. I mean, we're having Zoom off-seasons, and there's no preseason. We're not going to see a game until it's Texans-Chiefs. So all these guys that are rookies, guys that are switching teams, I'm a little concerned about them. So David Johnson, he's a guy switching teams. Brandon Cooks, he's a guy switching teams. So you worry about them a little bit. I think you know maybe Will Fuller is a guy, and I know these hurt all the time, but he's a guy that could win you your fantasy league if he finds a way to stay healthy. I really believe that. He knows the offense. He already has chemistry with Deshaun Watson. If he can stay healthy, and he's a guy you can get you know, pretty late, You know, maybe the seventh, eighth round. He's actually number 79 overall. He's usually the 34th wide receiver off the board. So if I'm going to throw a dart mid to late rounds, it's probably going to be Will Fuller. You're, are you guys more bullish on, as far as fantasy on Fuller or Cooks? Because they're both going around the same area, correct? They are. What do you think, Tyler? I feel like Fuller's a little bit more boomer bust yes. than Cooks. Uh, that being said, honestly, if Fuller stays healthy, I kind of would lean him instead of Cooks just because Cooks has all that concussion history. And Fuller, I mean, you've, I can't remember which game it was, but I, I want to say that maybe they were playing the Ravens or whatever last year where he had like – three touchdowns. Oh, it's the Falcons, Falcons game. Yeah. yeah. He had like 50 fantasy points. Yeah, exactly. Like 150 yards, three touchdowns, like 14 crazy, catches. Yeah, yeah. Crazy numbers. And you're just like, this is what they got him for because he can just take the top off any defense whenever he's just hauling ass down the field. And if they can figure out a way to kind of fool defenses into being able to use him like that, then I think he's for sure going to blow up this season. Because yep. right now he's being drafted in the ADP of, of wide receiver three, for example. But let's, yeah. who is Fuller? Last 16 games healthy, 82 catches, 1,237, seven touchdowns. That's who he is. That's who, He's a thousand-yard guy. He, he can That's seven touchdowns. Let's say he gets to double digit now that, that Hopkins isn't there. Someone's going to have to eat up those touchdowns. What if he gets to double digits? It's all about him being on the field. But where he's tar- as a rookie, he was targeted 92 times. Those targets are going to be there. How many targets are missing from Hopkins? Uh, that's a oh, ton. A boatload. So then who's going to get those? Where does he line up? He's, we know that Watson likes to use him as somewhat of a check down. We say it because when everything breaks down, if he knows you have a, a one-on-one coverage on that outside and everything else is is flustered up, what does he do? He looks down and he says, I just got to throw it where, where, where Willie can get yeah. He throws it 60 yards down the field as a check down, just hoping that Fuller gets under it and catches it. And he catches it. Yeah. That's what you need. I hate to, we talk about it on this show all the time when handicapping, I felt like last year I always think about that when going into that Buffalo game. Man, if Will Fuller's playing, they got to, you know, the, the number should be this. I hate that that's an aspect. You don't want that. 
being something that weighs you down towards the end of the year. With Hopkins, you didn't have that problem. You never said, man, well, if Hopkins is going to play, when did you ever catch yourself thinking, man, I'm not sure if Hopkins is going to make it? Never. That just never happened. No. And and that's that's what everybody's worried about because who did you replace Hopkins with? Uh, guys that are hurt a lot. You know, Brandon Cooks, the concussions. I think he's had five total concussions in his career. It's Yeah, for sure. It's four or five since the age of 27. I mean, that's a con- one big hit, and he could he could retire. And then, you know, they bring in Randall Cobb. We think he'll get most of the slot work. And, and let's be real. This is a Bill O'Brien offense. They pattern in after the Patriots. You need a great slot receiver. Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, you know, Randall Cobb can be that guy. But he's had injury issues, too. So how does... And apparently, he had bad eyesight and yes! didn't know it. <laughs> I saw that. He got new glasses the other day. He's like, man, I can see. He's like, what's this brown object coming at me? <laughs> oh, that's a football. I should, I should catch that. I thought of, you know, Rick Vaughn for Major League, like, immediately. Right? <laughs> that's ridiculous, man. If, if, if you learn at this age... Like, what are we doing here? How did he make it this far without it? Is it going to make him better? Because let's talk about Cooks. 167 unaccounted targets are on the table. That's what we know that Hopkins used to, used to I guess, with, withstand. He, how much of the market share of the wide receiver targets did he have? I mean, 30%, 35%. Yeah, around there. He would take that market, market share. So how do you distribute them evenly to these guys because Cooks is slightly different than what Hopkins is. Cooks is a average distance of target, a dot, a thirteen point one guy. Hopkins is about a ten more. He's he, you didn't expect Hopkins to. You didn't put him out there for that big play. You put him out there he, possession. I mean, he can move the chains in and out. He was so great at that, using his body to to shield guys out. How many times did you see Hopkins make those catches where he'd kind of be sliding? You know what I mean? And you see him just kind of softly hit the ground, boom, get up, move the chains. That's not what Cooks is. You don't have – he's not as good as a route runner. Is he more maybe faster and explosive as far as beating the team over the top? Yeah, but now you have a lot of those guys. Right, and that's what I worry is on third down. On third down, you go to Hopkins because he's going to catch the ball, move the chains. But I don't I don't feel like you have that possession receiver anymore. And the, the thing about DeAndre Hopkins that made him so special is, yeah, he was about six one. He wasn't super, super tall and big, but his – arms were so long and his hands were huge so you know he would really be able to you know get those contested catches and you know pick up the first down for you I don't know if they have that anymore and we've talked about it on the show Brandon Cooks was the ex-receiver for the Rams and and Hopkins was the ex-receiver for the Texans so I'm thinking that and naturally remember he played for the Patriots so he knows Bill O'Brien's system so I'm thinking the plan will be to put him in that X spot Brandon Cooks to replace Hopkins Fuller will stay at the Z, what he normally does, and then you have Randall Cobb to be your slot guy. Makes so sense. I'm thinking that's what they're going to do. But to your point, I just I don't feel like any of the receivers have the size to pick up those third downs. And then you come off of, okay, so Cobb had a an extraordinary year last year, 15.1 yards per catch. That's not, I don't think, something he could sustain. He's usually around a 10. That's right around where Hopkins was. But you have a bunch of guys that, okay, from a fantasy perspective, do you think that – if it with with health and I hate to throw that in there, the ceiling has to be a little higher now for Watson as a fantasy player. You think? I think he's going to have to do more. I think he's going to have to run more. Yeah, for sure. And that's an okay. You make a great point. If this team on defense didn't improve, we know that four point four yards uh, per carry is what Watson does whenever the team is winning. That goes all the way to the sixes whenever the team is trailing. 
I mean, it makes obviously sense. Yeah. They, they, they're trailing. They have to look for it. Maybe teams drop back. He gets a little bit more lanes, a little bit easier yards. But whatever the case is, whenever they're trailing, if we expect this team to, to maybe struggle some on defense, then that obviously opens the door for Watson to do his thing. I think I think this could be his best fantasy season. I think it is shaping up to be because he's going to have to. And you you bring up a good point. The defense I don't think is going to be very good. I just don't. I don't have a lot of confidence in them. Why would we? That, especially at corner is where I worry. Like I, you know, Roby's good but not great. You know, and then Garyon Conley and you know we're hearing that Lonnie Johnson's not exactly wowing the Texans. We're hearing that behind the scenes. So. That worries me a little bit. And you bring up Watson. Here's the deal. There's a tier of, of quarterbacks for fantasy. It's Russell Wilson. It's Kyler Murray. It's Dak Prescott. And it's Deshaun Watson. They're all kind of clumped together in the middle rounds. And for me, out of all those guys, I like Deshaun the best. I would try and – out of that group of receiver, or quarterbacks, I would take Deshaun. I know there was a lot of skepticism that – this year, just for this year, and I'd like to know your guys' thoughts if you're out there listening right now and you have something to say about it, 713-780-3776, that when C.D. Lamb was drafted by the Cowboys, that some would rather have Dak Prescott's you know, offensive position right now than to Deshaun Watson. Does that make sense to you? How, how do you portray that to fantasy production? Where do you draft Prescott as to Watson? Because that's another question. You just named... A little group of guys right there. Where does Prescott go up in there? Because his his weapons are there. Yeah, it, ADP wise, he's the fifth quarterback off the board. Are you taking Would Murray you, or Prescott? The, out of like out of Watson, out of those three, like I feel like Watson has the highest floor, and then next maybe Murray, and then just seeing Dax play like the past couple years, like. Last season, like, he wasn't really making throws, like, good throws. I feel like he has the lowest floor out of all those guys. That's interesting. For me, I'm going to take Deshaun, like I said, but I still really like Russell Wilson. I I think he could have a big year, too. We're going to keep talking a little bit of fantasy. We're going to keep talking about these Texans and touch the rest of the AFC South here on Monday Live. If you want to get in, 713-780-3776. Yes, I have a bet, and it's going to be on the Rockets. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it there. Just You don't know where I'm going to stick it, though. Is it a team total? Is it an over? What is it? We're going to get to that next here on Money Line, ESPN 97.5. Seven five.